Welcome back, guys. Uh, rogue recording that's currently corrupt or something. Oh well. I don't know what it was. I don't know if I've already I already have it on it. It's probably a duplicate. Yesterday I played some pinball. Uh, Cub Scouts had their little Christmas party. Um, they played. Some, they had a little bowling. The bowling station that I that's near near my near my in, in my hometown area. I uh, got some pinball machines in. One that was the Hobbit, and the other one was uh, uh, Batman '66 uh, Scooby Doo Batman. That kind of cartoon slash Batman 66 kind of thing. And um, then the, they changed our arcade out to where it's card system now. It's cash and card system only. But the, here's the weird thing. The pinballs are strictly quarters. So clearly it's somebody else running the pinball machines. And I got the, apparently it's the daily high score or something. Um, out of the, uh, out of the, uh, Hobbit machine twice. And then, and then one of the, uh, younger, uh, one of the, one of the scouts came by and apparently did the same thing. So apparently it just keeps telling everybody, oh, you've got the daily high score or something. I have no idea what, what the actual high score of that machine is because it doesn't flip over to what the high scores are except for whatever the last two high scores were. So. Their food's gotten slightly better. I haven't, I don't know, but cheap and good. Um, people can drive, but they're all vehicles are mandatory to have. A certain auto drive function in their cars to to the extent that if people are passed out from a long trip or just normal driving or if they are swerving too much the car will automatically turn well, like the car car itself will automatically um, make itself known or to correct itself so it didn't cause a crash or something like that. Again, this is super future. So if I'm going Halo super future, that means you still have those still automatic drive where people still have to know, that, know how to drive. But there are automatic cars, even in rural, rural Rural areas, 
it's just that it's going to be different and and all major like all major like um States, freeways, whatever they're called, uh, depending on what the grade of the version is, or I mean like semi-hyperloops kind of deal, I think I already talked about the, the, the truck driver one, so now I can recall for that. interesting uh, anime is coming out this coming season I think it all starts in January
basically two food trucks and a bunch of personalities off based off of Rooster Teeth and a fun house and stuff come together they cook and stuff like that and um, basically they have to recreate some fast food items that Shem has already eaten and they have to do it in pairs but only one person out of the out of every out of all the pairs can win the entitled like the like the entire little thing um their judgmental appearance taste to it 
and then stop completely and then jump back in and then it interests me and I was like oh I gotta watch this I gotta continue this from now on so I've been I've been a, an avid listener ever since uh, they started the Apple stuff yeah they started the Apple stuff for the Cosmic Crisp so ever since then that's when I started listening. So I don't, I don't know nothing. I, it, I like hearing it. Like I've already heard it of why Andrew has not wanted to eat a pencil or, or, uh, or how or pancakes, kind of pancakes and waffles, shenanigans and. been to the U.S., uh, sorry, uh, family things going on and stuff like that, and then it's like, what? <laughs> it's only the audience for a little bit, and then, and then,
they shut the power off. Or the, they shut the water line off. Because uh, it looks like one of the fire hydrants uh, leak came off. So, uh, the lid just came off and the fire hydrant is, is off already. Or they just... There's a fire hydrant, and one of the little caps are off. I don't know if it just fell down, got cut off, got knocked off, got left off by accident, or what. But, uh, it's not squirting water. So, either the, that section of the city area is uh, out of like, water been turned off, or I don't know. Because city water goes all the way up to here. No, city water goes all the way up to here. All the way to here. And... Oh, there. It goes up there. Okay. City water goes here and stops. As far as I tell it, city water can go here and stops. No one on Withers Road has city water. Everybody here has well water. Or spring water. later okay Anna. welcome back to North Carolina you're leaving tomorrow oh, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> how would Christmas go I think Christmas went pretty good it was all right uh, it was better than I was expecting that which is good because sometimes I feel like Christmas it gets out of hand with family you know oh yeah so it was relatively quiet uh, all considered yeah, it was a good Christmas. I feel like it wasn't, it wasn't too overwhelming, and um, you know, it was easy to kind of, it was easy to survive. I feel like I should say, because like, it wasn't so much going on where I felt like I was gonna explode of tiredness. You want to get in this right lane, and you know you're gonna turn right. Um, but like, I, it was good. How did it feel for you? Like I said, it was nice. It was. Pretty quiet, considered. On Christmas Day, like, all we did was go to church, and then after the church service, we came back to the house and slept, and I and think that was... played board games. Yeah, played board games. Like, I think that was perfect, because it gave us the chance to just sleep and, like, rest, which was really nice. Oh, yeah. Because I needed that sleep, so it was really nice to have that. Catch up. Uh, Arizona, what's been going on? Um... I 
don't remember if I mentioned this now, last time we hung out. Last time we hung out, you were still in that school job. You were living with that uh, dumb, that bad roommate with the bad, with the not taking care of their own dog. And and since then, let me just summarize it so you don't have to go into the full story. Cool. Okay. You got put on probation for telling you the truth from the school job. You found a new job at a, uh, what's the name of the company? Or you don't have to say the, don't say the name of the company. It's a supply company for uh, restaurants. Okay. And as soon as you got hired, you got $20 extra more on your paycheck, which was pretty nice according to what, or like hourly. And 200 extra per paycheck. Ooh, even better. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting paid $3 more an hour. Sweet. And, uh, and then, then you got gaslit for getting a cat, uh, by a piece of shit. Uh, that we no longer talk about because we, you guys already heard about that story. Uh, we don't talk about when we were no. when we were in the uh, Arizona, and then, uh, then after that, you got rid of the cat because you found out you were extremely allergic to it. So allergic. You finally cleaned up your apartment and everything's okay right now. And you also told us some stories while you were visiting quickly that you uh, that there was a crackhead or a homeless guy, or whatever, finally got arrested or kicked out of the apartment area because he was just causing a ruckus. And yeah. now you're saying that you have a creepy guy that's probably next door to you and you're hoping that he gets kicked out by the time you get back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, freaking Tucson's just full of crackheads, so it's not like you'll fully escape them, but... Like, it sounds bad, but, like, the safe areas of Tucson is technically not even in Tucson. Um, you have to go to a different town, like Rita Ranch or Vale or, like, Marana or, like, um, Casa Adobos. If you've been to Tucson, you'll know what I'm talking about. Or, like, Star Pass. Because they're not technically in Tucson, but they're part of Pima County. So, it's, like, it's the whole one whole thing. Because Pima County is pretty much just Tucson. It's really weird. It like it's like how the land is made in Tucson, like out west, is so different. Like the counties is like huge, but like if you ever go to the East Coast, you know, like you know, counties are very small. Like they're split. Like in North Carolina, there's a hundred counties, but in Arizona, there's like five. I think a little over five, but you know, there's not that many, so it's very different. Um, so, I didn't get in trouble for telling the truth. I didn't get in trouble because I didn't want to lie. That was the thing. Um, I don't know where they're going. Maybe they're going to go get they're more They're going to go to Walmart or something. I think oh. that, no, is it that Simeon? No, Simeon went to Harris Teeter to get oh, okay. groceries. Oh, right, well, she's... maybe they're going to go to gas or Walmart or they're something. They're going to go either get gas or they're going to Walmart. Oh, either way, I don't okay. care too much. We're going, care. we're going straight to the house. You're, we're going to eat ice cream and I'm going to take a shower and get ready for Destiny. I'm gonna eat ice cream and clean up the room I've been staying in at your house and get ready for sleep. I'm so tired. I'll wake you up at six right as I'm leaving so you can at least extra prepare. Oh, uh, and so I can say bye too. Yeah, that too. I woke up to your alarm this morning. Yeah, sorry about that. I forgot my I forgot my six o'clock alarm. I think I'm the only person that heard it though, because Ivan didn't. Doing, yeah, my Alexa alarm is not as loud as my phone alarm is. <laughs> that discount tire store just says disc untire. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, so, yeah, the owner of this school that I was working at, they wanted me to lie on federal paperwork 
so they could get more money, which is a felony, and I did not want to commit said felony, so, um, I covered my butt, and I told the state, this is what's going on, I don't know what you want to do, you do what you want, I have no part in it, but I'm leaving this school, so I'm not a part of it, don't let them blame me, peace out, and that's pretty much all I did, because I was like, nope, but, um, I'm out of that. Um, I don't think we talked about the whole cat thing, but I had a cat. Someone kind of guilted me, and I... You don't have to go back into those stories, though. Oh, it. no, you're fine. Like I, I said, you got gaslit in the beginning it by an asshole. Not only really gaslit. Gaslit's more of a past tense thing. When you gaslight someone, you're talking about something that's past tense. No, not necessarily. Oh, okay, okay. Gaslit, it encompasses the whole thing in the sense of you being tricked or you being told a lie... Yeah. That to your face that you know is a lie, but it's make me made believe that you needed it. Yeah. Or, or I just like the word really. manipulation. I feel like it just fits better. Yeah, it fits better. But gaslight is a better way to say it because yeah. one, it encompasses the whole situation in one word instead of manipulation, which is a lot more tougher and more gritty and more serious. Yeah. I understand it being, technically, that being more serious, but just saying gaslit into getting a cat that you're very allergic to is a little bit more hilarious and, and like, past thinking, but also a little bit more, like, to the truth of how that bitch did you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And we don't need to talk. Yeah, you're right. I don't want to talk into details or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want everyone to think I'm just airing all my dirty laundry and the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, logos. You've been doing some logos and you've done one on your jacket, I think, right? Yeah. Um, I thought about doing this maybe in the future just as like a fun side thing. But um, I kind of made like a, not really a logo, but like just a really cool design. Um, it's of a skull with like, um, flowers coming out of the crown of the head and some like plants just like vines flowers and vines coming out so the Cinco de Mayo kind of theme no that's not Cinco de Mayo Samuel you're thinking of Dia de los Muertos ah. Cinco de Mayo is something completely different sorry it's okay <laughs> but it's not even a Dia de los Muertos thing it's just like I think it's really cool like I like how well, I was thinking of the mosaics art style no no it's not like it's that it's not like that okay um, it's, it's more like, it's a skull design, and I, I really like, honestly, I like simple drawings of, like, pieces of the human body, and I know that sounds really weird, but, like, I just think it's so cool how intricate, like, our bodies are, and, like, um, like, when I was in high school, I did a sculpture of lungs, and, like, I just think, like, stuff like that, like, it's really cool, and, like, yeah. You don't have to make it like gross looking or anything like that, but just like the simple drawing of it or the like mechanics of the of the pieces. Yeah, I just always think it's really cool and stuff. And um, so, yeah, it's kind of like the skull kind of has like an idea, and the idea is so cool. Like flowers are popping out, and like yeah, I, I think of it also as like life after death in a sense. Like yeah. we put death to things, but life comes out of them. Yeah. Um, or like, Isn't that sort of what's uh, the Waco? I can't pronounce it. Waco? It's the, what you said earlier. It's about the death. Dia de los Muertos? Yes, I can't no, say that's, it. I can't say it's it. okay. Day of the Dead. 
is what it's yeah, called. Day of the Dead. No, Day of the Dead's completely different. That's when you're remembering your ancestors and loved ones that passed. Well, it's sort of similar in the sense of, like, how there's a still for us to remember the, the life after, that even comes after death. Well, my my explanation of life after death is different. Like, it's, it's not what you're thinking. Day of the Dead is a pagan holiday. It's not... Whoa. And that's my, a little harsh to say it, but yes. No, it, it comes from a pagan faith. Like it, it's not like a harsh thing. It's it's what no, it genuinely is. No, no, no. What I'm saying, Anna, is in the sense of we're using the word pagan, it's too encompassing of a lot of cultures that just didn't serve the quote Christian God. No, it's a pagan holiday. Pagan is a type of paganism is a type of faith. Okay. It's this comes from that faith. I, I'm not using it as a harsh term or anything. It's, it's genuinely what it's from. Okay. Uh, I I know the history about it. I I've done my research, but no, the, the the kind of life after death I'm thinking of is different than what you're thinking of. Um, the so, majority of the people's listeners are probably thinking of uh, Book of Life. No, no, it's, no, it's not, nothing not, related not to Dia de los Muertos okay. or any Hispanic tradition or anything like that. Yes, I do live in a primarily Hispanic populated area, but it's... Coco, it, I'm thinking of Coco. Oh, it, but Book of Life's the same yeah, story. But, whenever you, but what I'm talking about is the way... I understand what all you're, all you're saying, Anna, but what I'm saying in general, the design you showed me before... Uh-huh, it made you would, think of Coco. No, 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 not Coco, because I've never seen Coco. Really? Yes. What I have, what I have seen, is just the murals, sculptures, and some of the art that has been popularized back in the nineties. I want to say. Do you remember the old show that was on Kids WB about the rescue, about the mask rescuers and going to school? Oh, Lucha. Lucha Lucha. Yeah. That's what I still remember. But also yeah. there was uh, a couple other like pictures and random little like uh, things going on. And every time they bring up that, they would always um, show like a almost bejeweled or shirt coated uh, skull. Yeah. And your design, just the edges of it, look like it was sort of a fanciful version of like the coating of one of those skulls. But even though it was your Pacific art style for the flowers and stuff, straight lines and stuff, it would it gave me the reminder of something similar to it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it has nothing to do with that, but thanks. So, yeah, it has nothing to do with that, but what I was trying to say was, um, so I came of a more from a Christian perspective, and I am a person of faith, but like, um, you know, like, what being a Christian or a follower follower of Christ is, is you put to death your flesh in the sense of like your earthly, your fleshly desires or like honestly just all of your desires. You put those things to death and when you do the, when you do that, when you die to yourself, it's a scripture, um, you know, you become reborn when you become saved and like God, you know, you're born again and so instead of having just like fleshly desires you have spiritual desires when you're Christian there's a fleshly desire and there's a spiritual desire when you have spiritual desires it's different 
it's holy and it's eternal because those desires genuinely come from God and they're good. And so it means, like, to me, like, life after death, like, that's what I think of. And so, like, when you put to death those things, there is life that is created out of it. Make sure I'm recording. Because <laughs> last time I, I got, I got, he stopped recording. I'm like, what the fuck, he stopped recording. Yeah. Okay. But, like, that's what I mean by that. Like, yeah. there's life after those things to death. What did you do with your skull? Did you actually get it painted on? Did you get it sewed on? Um, did you just throw it on? Or? No, I haven't done anything yet. Um, I finally got the materials bought, but um, I drew the stuff on my iPad because uh, I use like a drawing app on there. And um, I think I'm after the right exit. this I... is the right exit. Okay. You're going to take a left <laughs> at the light. Yeah. Sometimes I always forget that it's blinking and I technically go down. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, I just look for 150. But, um... So, I have everything drawn out on my iPad. And, um, what I'm hoping on trying to do is see if I could trace it from my iPad onto, like, a piece of tracing paper. Yeah. And then transfer that onto the jacket so there's like a pencil outline of what I want to draw on the jacket and I have these markers that are uh, fabric markers it's like a fabric marker paint or whatever so it'll like stay on the material and it won't wash away yeah. and then I thought about like tracing it from there and then if I'm worried about it not staying on or if it does start becoming washed off I don't think it will like I can always buy fabric paint yeah. go back onto it yeah so that's my plan and then um there's this font i found that i really like so i thought about maybe actually putting like life after death like on the top or just like um i always thought it'd be really cool as like if i started a clothing brand and i this is still very new but uh, i've always really loved fashion and stuff so i think it'd be really cool if i could somehow like have a clothing brand and call it Life After Death, or it would just be called Life AD for short. And it's yeah. kind of funny, it's AD, but it would be called Life AD. And then, like, the synopsis of like what I would do is like I would get clothes from like thrift stores yeah. and upcycle them, and like, um, you know, either put cool designs on them or like make them look different, you know, add a little this, a little that, and then rebrand the clothes as Life AD. And then with every clothing item, either on the tag or, like, the tag within the shirt, you know, where the size is and stuff, like, put, like, a like a helpline as far as, like, for anyone struggling with any mental health issues, like, they could call that number or, like, um, you know, they could... Like, have it embroidered onto the, onto the clothing. Yeah. Not necessarily embroidered on the clothing, but, like, put it somewhere where they can see it, so if they ever... You know, like, like anyone the, just like looking the at clothes. Or under the collar or something. Yeah, like anyone just looking at clothes, they can see and be like, oh, that's kind of neat, you know, and they can, you know, they have a resource that's out there for them and like just providing like little ways like mental health can be accessed and just because some people still don't know, like there's a hotline for people that are um, wanting to commit suicide and there's a hotline where... You just need somebody to talk to. Yeah. Like, if you're in crisis. And, um... I just think it's really important for people to know that. So, 
I just think it'd be really cool to like in a way do that and then maybe on like the price tag that you know like that's usually comes on clothes like one side it'll have like the price tag or whatever but on the other side like have a quote like of encouragement or something just so like you know I like to do that because you know it, it feels better when you wear clothes that you, you know like are either made with love or given to you with love and so I'd want anyone to know that like the clothes I would sell or you know like they're made with love and like with good intentions. Yeah. How is the logo that you're, you're making for me? Um, actually, yeah, I completely forgot. I've been meaning to tell you. <laughs> I started working on it. I think I found a font I think you'll like, and um, I don't really know specifically how you want a logo drawn yet. I know last time I drew it, you're like, mm, that's a little dark, which is fine. Like, I could definitely change it up. But I think I kind of finally figured out how I want to do the lettering and stuff. It's just going to take me a minute, that's all, because, yeah. you know, it's not easy, so. I gave you some uh, inspiration to the sense of music-wise. Yeah. And I even put it on a list for the listeners. You can uh, go to my YouTube, uh, I think it's Hogball Sam on YouTube, and I have a crap to the playlists. Uh, and you just go down the list of the playlists, and you can uh, just click on the one that says uh, God Worlds or World of God or Three World Gods and I have a playlist uh, I think it's three or four songs right now and it's just those songs that I've sung to Anna or, I, or I've just put on that list and uh, those are like the themes of the gods kind of deal in the sense of like big epic moments of like introduction or whatever and stuff and um, I'm, bas I'm basically creating my own D&D world without the actual D&D laws or rules or anything like that. Or t it's technically called a tabletop game. <laughs> tabletop RPG, but I'm just mainly making my own tabletop game that's like storyboard-wise. And I've thought about making making it into a full tabletop game to where I can have players come in and the characters I've already introduced to the audience I can pull them out of the podcast and uh, make them into their own characters themselves and be the main story plot people hmm. that's interesting because the big theme of the I've already introduced the main theme of the world that I've decided uh, amongst uh, a couple of people is Papa's and Ivan. Um, and Ivan has brought up a good good uh, point. Okay, I'm going to tell you it and I'm going to tell you what, then I'll tell you what Ivan said. Okay. The world as we know it is still the same. Right now, everything, history-wise, and everything. One twist. Okay. There are two gods. Mm -hmm. They're known as one god. It's called the Silent God. Yeah. And throughout all of human history, it, you can never dispute it. Um, you can never chalk it. You can never disprove it. It's like, it's like the law of gravity kind of deal. 
their main rule is if on their holy ground that the uh, if there's a certain music tempo phrasing whatever that the gods don't like your voice is muted for eight hours and you you can hear you can't even you can like you can like hear yourself but yeah like like in your head and stuff like you can think to yourself and all this other stuff and you can sort of sit hear yourself in head and in your head but your ears can't technically hear whatever you're like completely mute Everybody else around you cannot hear you at all. Can you hear other people? You can hear everything. You're not deaf. You're just mute. Okay. You confused me for a second there. Okay. You're just mute. You're not deaf. And it's happened so much throughout all of human history. And also is so inconsistently that people just chalked up to the rumor mill, the urban legend, or whatever. But like I said, it can never be disproven that this fact actually happens. Mm. I'll, tell me what you think, and then I'll tell you what Ivan said that makes a really pretty good point. Why is it eight hours? It's just the thing. It's just the number I, I uh, chalked it up to. Oh, okay. The, the theory that Ivan brings up. Yeah. Uh, the point I bring, Ivan brings up yeah. actually actually goes along with the eight hours. Well, explain. Uh, let, let me hear Ivan's because I don't really have an opinion. What do you think of it? How how do you think that would change the mindset of the world? Though? Um, I don't know. I mean, is it only one area where this is a thing, or like it's only holy ground? Okay, it's only on holy ground. Well, that kind of makes sense. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll explain more details about the Holy Ground later, but Ivan's theory or point across yeah. that actually fits pretty well is like how somebody loses their voice if they're going to the strain their vocal cords too long, yeah. and then you just let it rest and, it, and, and they're back to normal. Yeah. That's, that's the sort of people just chalk it up to that instead. Yeah. And then people say, and Ivan says, like, they can just change the, the pitch or change the tone or whatever, or change the phrasing, and and, and uh, do it, like, just don't do it that way, because it's bad, like, the, you just either strike your voice in that way, if you do it that, with those specific notes or whatever. Yeah. Because he's thinking logically and science-wise. Yeah. And the reason bring up the holy ground and stuff uh-huh. is because there's two gods. The order god and the chaos god. And the, and the story of the world that I'm telling is in a super far future. Like in like uh, almost basically space age future. Uh-huh. In the sense there's already shuttles and ships and stuff. We're already at the moon. Uh-huh. Kind of space age kind of super future. Well, Holy Ground is any place that is worshipped these two gods or one of the gods, uh-huh. and it's by square footage, surface area, and height has no limit of what the Holy Ground is. Uh-huh. So, for a given example, if there was a Holy Ground like right here uh-huh. in the past, 
and somebody paved the road over it, that's still technically holy ground. Yeah. And if somebody has their music playing and you guys don't like the music, the radio shuts off immediately. Gotcha. But they made a description, they made like a rule, extra rule, that they uh-huh. saw foresee there because they're gods. Uh-huh. That as soon as the, the vehicle passes the holy ground, it, it, it the radio turns back on. Interesting. So, if someone sings and they don't like it, are they only mute while within that ground, or like are they fine once they get out of the ground? Well, in the old days, uh, you think of how some of those big, giant mega churches and stuff are. Mm-hmm. Like they're football stadium plus big. Yeah. Think that is a surface area of holy ground. Yeah, you can still get out of it. So you could technically do it that way, but um, but the gods have it like have stipulations in the sense of like categorizations of if you still have to have the eight-hour rule or whatever. So, like I said, with uh, you just going out of the holy area and you back to you have your voice back or whatever. It should be unlocked. You got it? Mm-hmm. The stipulation is you still have that eight hour time limit, despite whatever. Yeah. But once you exit the holy ground, you're you're good to go. You don't have to. You can still speak. You can speak now. But if you walk back in to the holy ground, your eight hours are still still counting up, still counting down. Uh, gotcha. So you immediately go back mute. Gotcha. Okay. Um, was okay yeah. Okay. Good night, listeners. That's been me and my sister Anna. Okay, I just encountered another fucking piece of shit in the manga I'm reading. Fucking hell. It's one specific kind of character type. Boy, do I fucking hate these character types. I want them to get the fucking shit kicked out of them, or a good smacking to, or at least a good head bonking, or something. Because they do not deserve, no matter what status they are, or what status they're talking to, or anything. The fucking character type I'm talking about is if there's a, quote, servant, or a father figure, or a piece of shit lesbian lesbian bitch who doesn't want to confirm she's a lesbian... And decides to dress up as a man in these fucking Japanese stories who don't, and they want to automatically cause trouble where there's no trouble at all, and always want to kill whatever human is next to them, especially if it's of the opposite gender, because the character type is shit. It's bad writing, it's too overprotective, and too unjustified for the purpose of the entire story plot 
at all. If there are any that get into my storylines at all, okay, there will be some, I guess, if other people want to write that. But let me tell you this much. The gods ain't going to do much about it because the Chaos Gods probably going to love it because too many... Some people being overprotective, causing trouble, is the Chaos Gods kind of way. But, me personally, the creator of this entire damn thing, me personally, I fucking hate those character types in a personal manner. I seriously want to... Grab the character themselves, not the writers, not the drawers, the characters them damn selves, and smack them a couple times because they deserve a good smacking. And not just lipping, lip smacking. I'm talking about good hand slap. I don't care. Give me perfect immunity first to all physical and magical fucking thing first because I know some of these people, because some of these characters that. Could easily kill me in one shot. I just want that first because I know that their overprotectiveness desperately needs to get checked. Because they do not deserve to be this fucking overprotective. Yeah, I can see why sometimes, but in the sense of just learning these characters just coming out of nowhere in these stories, and yeah, they might be, quote, the actual father figures and stuff, I can understand that. Because some father figures in the real life actually are that overprotective. I might be one eventually if I ever finally have a fucking daughter. Uh, but in general, but in general, if it's not the actual fucking parent and it's just some lesbian bitch who doesn't want to come out as lesbian, sorry to y'all, you queers, I... I gotta have this rant because there's too many of these characters and these stories I've read and so read, 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 read so far that it's like I just want to smack them. I want to smack them. I want to punch them. I want to fucking cause bodily harm to these pieces of shit. Biggest example. Biggest example. There's a trap. Sorry. What's the opposite of a trap? It's the girl that becomes a guy. Whatever that version is. Because a trap is a guy that wants to be a girl. It's the opposite of that. It's the girl that becomes a guy. And this story about swordsmanship and stuff. A princess is at a sword academy. Her, her aide slash quote best friend. I big, big quotes on that. Is apparently a very accomplished swordsmanship, swordsmanship and stuff. As soon as, as soon, and I mean as soon as that bitch looks at a fucking, just a glance, just a glance at how the princess is friendly talking to not just the man, but also two other girls. The bitch just immediately runs up and tries to sideswipe and knock the dude. 
not seeing the other girls in Sansef, they're all laughing together in a fucking group, not anything. Like, it's literally just a group of people talking and having fun. No, this bitch just immediately wants to deck the dude that just happens to be next to her. Yes, I understand the actual story. Protline says you have to do that. But what if this, even though this is the main character at the at this point in time in the storyline, what if that wasn't the main character? That was just some side guy who just happens to be decently strong and he just happens to be passing by and happens to oh hey how, how you doing and, and then was about to walk off this bitch just comes out of fucking nowhere just to sideswipe him to kill him immediately on the spot which would immediately start an international incident not to mention the princess lost a fucking bet at the start of the fucking thing by the principal's hand the the princess and the trying to explain that these are her friends. The bitch is just stank facing, bitch facing, skink eyed looking at the dude, not even listening to the princess who's in charge of this bitch. Literally in charge of this bitch. She outranks the fucking bitch who's the quote quote bodyguard of the king. And she has the audacity bullshitness to complain and says that she's that the guy's brainwashing the princess and all this other horrifically bad stuff like he raped her and took her virgin took her virginity and all and that he's literally molesting her all the time and that he's just talking sweet talk to him and talking to her all the time. He big side note. He's not doing any of that. The only thing on this main character's mind, he's the typical harem protagonist in the sense of a good cliche. He's not a fucking pervert whatsoever. He's a brickhead who just wants to train with the sword and not his dick. I mean a literal metal sword in the sense that's all he fucking cares about. And I mean literally. He just wasted at least 10 million hours or 10 million years of his life to dedication to just swing a fucking metal sword around to get good at his fucking bully who is literally trying to beat him to literal death. Oh, and his bully got... Corrupted by actual demons and gave him some more power so he could try to beat the main character. Oh, and in this storyline, fast forward some. Oh, yeah, the king now is ordered both of them to come to it. And because this bitch did the skank faced bitch who did this in the sense of spreading bad rumors. She told the entire fucking kingdom who loves the princess that he's done this. So no other so no other person in that entire kingdom loves this guy whatsoever. One, because the majority of the citizens who are commoners are like jealous of the guy just out of spite in general. But because of this skank-faced bitch 
jealousy who doesn't want to convince or come out at all. It just wants to cause absolute calamity for no stupid, for no actual good reason. She just wants to cause calamity and kill this fucker. And wants it to cause an actual international incident. Because actually killing the dude, he's not from an actual kingdom, he's just technically a commoner. But the problem is, the school they're at for the main plot line is one of the highest ranking sword schools for knights and other people in the entire fucking country or continent side and happens to be notified in another kingdom. Meaning, they have literal no jurisdiction right to fucking kill, cut out, or main the one of the best students who just fucking won a competition with another school in another country. <coughs> Not the country the apprentice is from, but just another country school. Not country in the sense of royal, but country in the sense of state. Like, state country. And they want the princess, that main guy, and the and the mer the the one of the best mercenary girl uh, swordsman woman. All three of them are formed a main team, but he sh they also have friends with two other two or three other girls and two or three other guys. So, and the rest of the class are all buddy buddy. In the sense of they're just being friends. There's no actual sexual tension or anything. The guy, and because the principal's a sadistic, is, is it masochist? No, that's receiving. It's, it's, I think it's sadistic, um, a sadist or whatever. It, it's the one ever, the one that wants to cause mischief just because of her own amusement. Has already caused this issue because... He accidentally sees her naked on the first day of school because the fucking principal switched the signs for the guys and girls' bathrooms for the for the baths and stuff. In a sense, it's classical Japanese hooliganness in the sense of, oh, this is the guys, this is the girls. And you would think that, oh yeah... There would definitely be some girls' products inside the girls' bathrooms and stuff like that. No, apparently not in Japanese. Because apparently in some writers and design, um, illustrators stuff, they don't understand the the differences between a girls' and guys' bathroom. Because they like their cleanliness too much. But the problem is, is that apparently a lot of Japanese people... Don't understand how a girl's bathroom is going to have pads and tampons and good smelling products in the room, scented, scented stuff like that. Uh, and that's for me just cleaning the girl's bathroom sometimes when I have to, whenever I've had jobs that I've had to clean the girl's bathroom. And I've had to clean the guy's bathrooms too, because that's part of cleaning the fucking bathrooms. The guys' bathrooms are always getting neglected with, with uh, good-smelling stuff and scents and stuff because the, the only thing the management cares about is getting the women to come back. They don't care about the men. 
whatsoever. The men would love some appreciation, but they don't get it. They never get it. That's just a good side note. But my biggest rant right now is I've just encountered this bitch who's a fucking maid and the get her her masters or her her um I guess it's called master is her lady. That's what it. She's supposed to be taking care she's the aid of this of this girl who is friends with the main character and he's just an engineer in the sense of technical stuff like building golems and and stuff like that and not to mention this is the main character who's actually nice and actually cares for other people and is actually aware what the fuck situation is going on to to a good extent not to the extent that he's oblivious and he's perverted but he's just he's aware of some stuff and this uh, he's aware of things. It's just that sometimes he gets too carried away when he's making things that he accidentally puts on too much. He puts too much technology in the world that they're in right now. And the carriage, who is a which is a slightly sloppy, just now understanding what suspension is, uh, carriage, had literally just suddenly stopped. And the sense of all things er, that always happens on a fucking story. The classic cliche. Okay, a group of people are in a carriage or a buggy or whatever. They're going at normal speed, which is usually around 20 miles an hour by horse. Going from point A to point B. Oh, there's a bump in the road or... A sudden stop because either the horse is tired or we need to take a break. And there's a sudden stop because of the idiots and the and uh, dry, uh, what is it, uh, leading the carriage, riding the carriage, uh, stagecoach person, person who holds the reins. Doesn't come to a sudden, doesn't come to a slow stop. Comes to a sudden stop or hits something on the ground like a bump. All of a sudden, out of fucking nowhere. A stupid bitch comes out of nowhere, or a stupid butler comes out of nowhere. It's like stank facing the dude because oh, the girl actually happens to lose her literal balance because she's just lost her balance. That's it. No, no other issue. It's like uh oh. It's like you know when you're in your own car or you're the passenger in your own car and you go to the mountains. And you're taking those giant fucking curves. And the, and the certificate force is literally making you fucking go from one way or the other way. Back and forth in your own fucking car. Yeah, that's going to happen in modern day technology. Same thing's going to fucking happen in a sudden stop. When you have no seatbelts. No actual suspension. Yeah, they're going to lose your fucking balance. This fucking bitch just comes in here. And, and she just... She just immediately, she just lost her balance. She said, and the dude says, you okay? And she says, yes. And she's getting back up into her own seat. And asked if the dude's okay. The bitch, May, just immediately slams the door open. 
like the damn things on slide, on the actual slide things, they can't be broken, even though it technically can be. And then she immediately screams, Lady, are you alright? And then sees the dude just sitting there. He's just sitting there. He's doing nothing. They're maybe three feet apart. <coughs> and then she immediately stanks faces him and says, I'll rip your thing off. And according to his talking about his dick. And she, and the dude's like, What did she just say? And the girl, who's actually understandable in this entire situation, who's already on her fucking seat at this time. It's like, you got it all wrong, maid. I just lost my balance and the and the carriage shook. And Jen just caught me, so I didn't fucking hit my head on the fucking hard surfaces that are in this damn carriage area. Which is like three feet away from me. In the sense that I could easily hurt myself if it didn't catch me. And it didn't catch me like, oh, catch you in the boobs. He actually caught me on the fucking shoulders like a gentleman. No, this fucking bitch may just stank fanks him again and says, oh, is that so? Fine, I guess I'll... Let me read this. Is that so? That's fine. Though, wait, no, that's not okay. I'll let this slide for now. Yeah, for now. What? Wait, what slide? Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Someone slapped this bitch. This bitch does not deserve this position whatsoever. I understand her mentality because there are definitely some fucking pieces of shit nobles who definitely deserve this look and stuff. But are you serious like this? This with all men around her besides her brother and her father? Are you serious like this? If you are, I would like some examples, please. I know, I know, I know I'm going to keep reading for this. But this is from my fucking perspective with every fucking character that gets introduced like this. They need to be smacked immediately in the fact that they just got introduced. They seriously need to get a lesson taught to them. No human should be acting like this to another human at first introduction. I don't care. They should be immediately fucking smacked in the face, backhanded, front-handed, bumping the head, or at least a good talking to in a lecture that's two hours long so they would waste their time because they do not deserve my time. Does that make any sense at all? If it does, thank you. Fucking hell! Oh. She has the audacity that says this. As I suspected, lay that man ride in the same carriage with you is well. Jen. Then the lady is defending him. She's defending him. Jen is. Riot's my brother's guest. You mustn't be rude to him. However, the maid says, however, earlier was that that incident earlier. She doesn't even know what the fuck happened. She was in another carriage. And she immediately swung the doors open when they're already in their fucking seats. They're in their seats already. And she immediately assumes that she was giving dick to the guy.
What the fuck is this bitch? So much smack this bitch. And then she says, having another... You're a fucking commenter too, you bitch! Is, I mean, it could be an issue concerning your... No, it doesn't! Don't listen to this bitch, lady! If I knew that... That the race was going to be such a... Savage fan, I would have never have let... In the first place, Savage, you say... Indeed, there was some disturbances, but the race itself is... This bitch is so overprotective, she doesn't even want her to actually have fun in anything. She wants this girl to be sheltered as hell, to not have any fun, any life experiences whatsoever. This is the kind of bullshit that I hate in all, and I mean all characters that are like this. Because they, they definitely need to get their fucking smacking to. Oh, oh, I love this. I love this. Okay, I'm loving this right now. I should have kept writing before I ran into the books, but I had to rant about this. Okay. The maid says, even so, what would you do if something had happened to you? I'm saying this because I'm worried about you. And then the mate, the, the, the girl, the, the lady, says, Maid? Maid, and the maid says, I beg your pardon? Because the, the lady, the girl, is saying that in a dead face in the sense of she's pissed. Because the maid just overstepped her boundaries and says, I'm worried about you. And the maid's name is Mine? Like, like Maya or something like that? Maya, you're annoying, says the lady. And as of late, you're you're annoying as of lately. And then the maid says, wait, my lady. And the, and the girl just walks off to collect herself. And then... And then the maid's like, what the fuck? Maid's like, wait. Like, I'm sorry, but not really. Because the bitch is like, what the fuck? And... The actual mechanic, the engineer, who wants to know what the fuck happened to the carriage while we fucking stopped in the, for this whole fucking scenario to happen, is like, oh, we just got stuck in a ditch. Yeah, it probably won't get this, this lodge free even if we all, all men pushed it. <coughs> and the guy's like, nah, no problem, I gotta go them. And she's like, and the, and the, Jin's the main character, and Rico is the main golem slash daughter of Jen in the sense that he made the golem. Rico. If you would kind of, because the golem's extremely strong, uses magic and all this other stuff. Rico's like, lift. She lifts the carriage, put it back down. Everybody's we're ready to go. And, and the lady is like, oh, we're back. And the butler and the stupid maid's like, what? And then Jin's like, well then, let's get moving. And the butler's like, uh, pinches, pinches eyebrows with fingers and, and, and the pinch nose. Like, indeed. <laughs> and cause he's tired. <laughs> and the, and, and, and the, and the lady's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and 
Now different scenery. We somehow managed to get here before it got dark. Jin, main character says, sitting in a carriage for a long amount of time sure is exhausting. And then this stupid bitch is again. Again, this stupid bitch is like glare at you because all he's doing is stretching, doing absolutely nothing. He's at least two feet away from the actual girl. And the stupid bitch is just like glare. I'm like, what the fuck? And the Jin's like, and Jin says to the girl, say, did I do something to make her hate me? And the girl's like, don't worry about her. Maya doesn't want me to talk to other people. Proves my fucking point. She wants to shelter this bitch just to have her be a fucking frail thing. Not knowing anything about the outside world. Have any fun from the outside world. She's not even sick. She's not even doing that. She's a normal human being who wants her own things to happen. No. This fucking maid doesn't understand the actual essence of what the fuck's actually supposed to happen in the real world. Yes, in their fucking quote timeline, it's supposed to be like little like it like Renaissance era kinda ask is what timeline they're like technology scales on technically. Even though they have highfalutin golems that can do all kinds of damn crazy shit, like the actual future tech, so it's like a weird mix of actual future tech technology golems mixed with um, renaissance level stuff and it's weird mix there's magic and stuff not to mention they actually went back to the quote stone ages because of a massive war which was a thousand years ago so yeah Expected for a personal maid like her, I mean. Okay, the lady says, while I understand that she's concerned about me, she's being more persistent these days. Well, that's to be, that well, that's to be expected, isn't it? For a personal maid like her, I mean. Maya isn't just my any maid. She's been my nanny. Now we get a fucking actual excuse. Basically, she's the fucking quote mother all because the actual mother is either dead or completely absent because she's a fucking lazy bitch. And I say this not condoning anybody in the modern world. Everybody has their own problems. But I'm talking about these these girls and stuff in the Renaissance era and stuff like that. And like, I understand death and stuff. Just, Birth mortality is very high a lot. But I'm talking about... Mm. Yep. Hit down it on the head. Hit it right on the fucking head. I didn't even read the next section. I knew what the fuck happened. The mother, get, mother died after birth. You know what? Immediately knew it. Of course, the, the girl was sheltered until she was 17, which is what her age is right now. And she, her birthday's probably not, probably like next month or a couple weeks from now. So she's going to be 18 very soon. 
And the guy in question, uh, he's in his 30s. But he looks like he's 19 or 20. Oh, and... And... When they first met in the last story arc, they were sparkles on both sides. Like, love at first sight a little bit. But no one expressed anything at all. Just little, ooh, sparkles. And the name of the uh, manga in question is Magi Crafter Minister. It's, that's the name of it. And you spell that M-A-G-I-C-R-A-F-T. M-E-I-S-T-E-R. That's how you spell it for the English stuff. I'm not going to spell it for the Japanese one. But that's what's going on right now. And I'm like in the like middle partway through whatever. I'm like chapter 29 or something. Of the whole thing. Uh, for English translation. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? Anyway, I'll talk to you guys later. Okay. I gotta put a fucking addendum onto my end of the rant that I just did. Okay. I kept reading. Yes, I overjumped this maid character. But she was still overprotective. And she actually got her talking to. And she she got her comeuppance in the sense of a good talking to, in a reasonable manner, no physical violence, and we got the actual reasoning behind everything, because she's like like a princess, and she her real mother died at birth, and she has a stepmother now, has a bunch of brothers, and she's sort of a tomboy, and the maid. Only sees her when she's in the mansion, and because she, the the girl's name is Elsa, um, likes to go outside and is actually tough. And can actually use magic, can actually swim, and can actually take care of her own self. The maid doesn't see that. She just sees a, a her. She just sees her adopt. She just sees a daughter, who she needs to take care of. So, yeah. Everything's finally gotten resolved. It looks like things are going to calm down. And the and the bitch maid is not going to get stank face the main character anymore. Just wanted to have that addendum. Happy New Year. And congratulations. For everything that's going on. This is going to be the last episode for season 3. And I'm going to... Go into uh, season four next episode.